0: Did I mention that all of my top 10 are Shia LaBeouf movies? <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's up, Story Geeks? It's Daryl. And Jay. On the Story Geeks podcast, we love to dig deeper into geek stories, specifically science fiction, fantasy, and comic books. And today's topic is actually our 100th episode 100th episode 100 episodes
0: of the story geeks and today we are going to count down our top 10 geek films
1: of all time and we are very close to two years to the day that you released the first podcast that's true that's as we close. record this today is june 14th yeah and you released your first podcast on june 6th crazy. of 2016 crazy it doesn't it seems like it was yesterday in some ways, it seems like it was 10 years ago. But we've also
0: counted down our top 10 sci-fi movies. We've ca- counted down our top 10 fantasy movies. We've counted down our top 10 comic book movies. We've done geek TV shows. But we've done 80s movies. 80s movies. We've done Spielberg movies. But this is going to be all of those combined, except for TV shows. We're going to st- stick to just film. But it's yeah. going to be our top 10 geek films. It's super hard to come up with this list, by the way.
1: Yeah, it was a bit rough. Yeah, It's
0: a bit rough. So... On our Patreon account, we will actually be doing uh, our honorable mentions. So we're not going to do any honorable mentions here, but on our Patreon account, we will do that. So make sure you uh, subscribe and support
1: us over there. You'll get the additional content. That's right. And we would love for you guys to join in this conversation. So the best way to do that is to join the Story Geeks Facebook group. It's a fantastic place where you can continue the discussion on today's topic. Uh, You can share your thoughts. You can just go to the link in the show notes to find that. I believe Paul Verhoeven referred to our group as a Safe place to have these discussions with no fan toxicity.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we all greatly have,
1: appreciate that. We hope that's true.
0: Oh, we all have lots of opinions, but we try and be really respectful about those opinions, and I've really um, I've really been happy about that. Also, speaking of your opinions, we are going to read off the names of the people that voted because it's not just us that are going to be listening. our top 10. We actually had a bunch of people vote on this as well. We did. Including people that we don't know, and we're not going to pronounce their names right. That's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. So before you forget, please click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss our upcoming shows. We have uh, uh, we just did a show with Josh and Angie. Spoiler
1: alert: they're our guests today. Um, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. They were this, on they're our, our first double podcast. week in a row guest, I believe.
0: I think so. We must really like Josh and Angie. I think we do yeah uh, but also we're gonna do a, this is our 100th episode we have an episode coming out with uh, Scott from NerdSync mm-hmm. uh, that'll be out soon what else we got coming up
1: we have an episode that we actually recorded a while back that'll be coming out soon where we, that we called who played it best mm. where Jay and I go back and look at different performances of geek characters and decide who we think did it best we will very likely have an episode on Ant-Man coming up and all kinds of good stuff. Awesome!
0: So, thanks for listening in. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. And last, but certainly not least, we have two amazing guests today. Like we mentioned before, they came from the show last week. They're back on the show today. Josh and Angie Taylor from Network nineteen oh one and Modern Mouse Boutique. We've been here all week.
2: <laughs> That's How true. you left the studio? We, <laughs> yeah, I've
0: been I, I, every morning. I'm like, hey, you guys gonna still
2: hang out here today? And
0: They're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be here. So,
2: yeah. Thank You've you. been bringing us, like, eggs and coffee, stuff. So <laughs> it's right. very nice of you. Thank you. Rations. Yeah,
0: and I can't think of a better group of people to celebrate our 100th episode with. Exactly. Josh has help- Josh and Angie have been super helpful in, like, giving us tips on how to podcast better. Josh has been doing this for a really long time. How many podcasts deep do you think you are at this point?
2: Uh, Like, Modern Mouse Radio is officially ab- about to hit 200 episodes, but we used to do... Modern Mouse News, which was every other week. Uh, plus, I've done a bunch of other podcasts. I would say I'm probably closer to like the 400 mark.
0: Whoa. Which is
2: gross. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Grossly awesome. So g- give us your guys, why don't maybe Angie, you give us your elevator pitch for Modern Mouse Boutique and Josh, you give the elevator pitch for Network
3: 1901. <laughs> So Modern Mouse Boutique is a shop online, modernmouseboutique.com, where we actually sell lots of women's and men's accessories. We're really inspired by lots of different fandoms, especially Disney. And because of that, we have lots of mouse ears. We also started doing bow ties, and we're starting to also come out with some bags and other accessories like that. So check out modernmouseboutique.com, and make sure if you do check out on there, you use code STORYGEEKS for 10% off.
0: Yeah, there. so the, so uh, Modern Mouse Boutique is actually a sponsor of ours. So Story Geeks, no spaces. Story Geeks gets you 10% off. Thank you guys for that. We yeah. appreciate you. What's your elevator pitch for Network 1901?
2: Network 1901 is a uh, multi-fandom entertainment conglomerate I'll say that like we we try to focus mostly just like Angie said on Disney but we do other things uh Jay you and I just finished up a whole podcast about Goldblum about Jeff Goldblum right before he got his walk of fame star on Hollywood Boulevard we did not know that was going to happen I don't know how he didn't invite us I know, he should have. I think he it happened invited. because of you. Yeah, maybe it did happen because of us.
0: Uh, I mean, he did, He hasn't been getting any publicity lately. And I don't we think dedicated it would have just happened. Yeah, yeah, we dedicated maybe. an entire podcast. But, yeah.
2: but we do three podcasts a week. My main show uh, comes out on Wednesdays. It's called Modern Mouse Radio. Uh, again, it ties in with Modern Mouse Boutique. Uh, but I've also done a bunch of other serials. All of our serials come out on Fridays. And our news show is on Mondays. And then we do three uh, videos on YouTube a week as well that cover Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, theme parks. We do all kinds of different things. So if you're into fandoms in general uh, and geeky stuff, check us out.
0: And you definitely should check them out. Um, some of the best podcasts I've heard are Network new no One podcasts. Hey, Thank you. Yeah, <sighs> you guys are awesome.
2: And Daryl's just about to be on a new one.
0: I know. Yeah. And it's comic book related, so all the story
2: geeks are going to love it. Absolutely. I get to really geek out. Yeah. Right. going to talk about <laughs> Marvel Comics and the origins of all of your favorite Marvel comic uh, superheroes.
3: Yeah, so make sure you follow us to hear that.
0: Yeah, definitely follow them. If you're not following them already, you should be. Should we dive
1: into our top 10 geek films of all time? Let's do it. Do we want do you want to read names let's, off? Let's before read the before names. That? Who, we, who voted? Who voted? You want to make me embarrass myself? <laughs> yes. Before we do that. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read off the names of everybody that voted for this. We thank you guys for your votes. And I'm going to butcher some of your names, and I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, so first off, we have the Duke of Chino Hills, who I believe you said is Aaron Sties. Aaron Sties. Announce him on the podcast. You, can't, you cannot be uh, anonymous. Yes. We, no, we, we will call you, you out. <laughs> That's right. Um, we have our very own blogger, Ashley Pauls. Mary Baldwin. Benjamin Williams. Andrew Blaylock. Albie Madrigal, Mike Faber from the ESO Network, Sean Hall, Bobby Nash from the ESO Network, <laughs> Sam Wellbaum previous guest, Mike Gordon, also from the ESO Network, our own Caitlin Gibson, Megan Salinas, my wife, Jamie Smith, Anthony Holder, um, Josh and Angie submitted their lists, but technically we didn't count yours since you're guests. so That's right. Yours don't count. You, well, <laughs> you, yours got graduated, I guess, in a way you could say. Featured. Yes. Um, Adam Vargas, Mike Rinaldi. Now I'm going to start butchering names. I apologize. Uh, Genshayam Mirwall, Howard Cooper, uh, <laughs> Karthikeyan, Jurgely um, Niari, Sandra Demas, Tim Posada, Jim Baldwin, Drew Reffield, Cody Shear, your brother, Sarah Shear, your sister-in-law. Jessica Shear your wife nice in case you don't know who those people are <laughs> yeah. Wait, who are these people <laughs> um, Caleb Linden Carla Silva Andy Armstrong and Jeremy and Kimberly Lejeune. nice we also had the uh, No Midnight podcast guys in there too we did Adam Albie and, and Adam yeah, yeah. very
0: cool alright let's go number 10
1: okay so the, here's the way we're gonna do this we'll go through each of our lists we'll read not well not each of our lists we will read off what our answer is to the rank that we're at. And then we will read off what the overall story geeks movie is as well. We're not going to read every single list because we just got too many, but we do have them all tabulated and calculated and we'll, we'll do the ultimate story geeks top 10. But for now, Angie, why don't you start us off? What is your number 10 film?
3: My number 10 is WALL-E.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, Nice. And, and we just did a live show recording of our favorite Pixar films, the deepest Pixar films, and our favorite Pixar moments, and you had mentioned that that was one of your top films. So there you go. It shows yep. up at number 10.
3: And it's actually my only Pixar one on the list. And that's really? because I really tried to make it stick with what I felt was a geek film. Mm. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. We, we let people be very generous with their own definition of what a geek film actually is. So... If you, if you, you know, like, I don't believe everyone argues with me. I don't believe that Jaws is a geek film.
1: Oh, well, he got to open the wound. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I mean, that's just my own <laughs> personal perspective. I would
0: agree with you. Yeah. But like a bunch of people want to say, hey, if you want to put it as a geek film, you do you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to come down on you. Yeah. So.
2: Josh, what's yeah. your number uh, 10? Number 10 for me, Schindler's List. I'm just kidding, that wasn't a geek. No, no, it's not. It's like speaking no, of having no, to explain yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding.
1: Because uh, Spielberg directed it? She's yeah. Like, what?
2: <laughs> uh, number 10 for me is uh, Black Panther. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, it's, it's quickly rising up the ranks for me. It's a movie that uh, I really enjoyed, and I think it's one of the best Marvel films. It's not the last Marvel film on my list. Mm. But I would say it's one of the best Marvel films that they've done.
1: Nice, yeah, it's really good.
0: I also have an MCU film at top in my top, number the spot number ten, and it is actually Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One.
1: That's number 10 for you? That's number
0: 10 for me. Oh, my god! Can you believe that? So the whole rest of his list is Star
1: Wars and Indiana Jones.
0: (laughs) So so this is the only MCU film on my list. I love Black Panther as well. I mean, I I love it, but um, this is the only MCU film that made my list. It was number three on my comic book list. Yeah. That gives you a little bit of flavor for where we're going.
1: All right. Yeah. Teaser. What's yours? Okay. Uh, My number 10 pick is also Marvel. It's Captain America Civil War.
0: Whoa. Yeah, Angie, do you feel left out now?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I just want to change my answer now. (laughs) You're like, not Wally, actually. Maybe I should go last next time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, three MCU films at the number 10 spot. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, how many of them are there? Like 2,000 at this point?
0: (laughs) Exactly. There's as many as as as
1: podcasts as you've done. Right, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, there's the overall for the story geeks ultimate top 10. We actually, so there's a lot of ties in the story geeks top 10 list. Yeah. I should say, first of all, given everybody's submissions, the number of films that represent everybody's lists that they put in. Yeah. There are 147 films. <laughs> On the list of submissions from people Which just means
0: that a lot of people have a lot of opinions
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I'm super grateful for because I'm reading through this list And I'm like I just came up with like 30 new podcast ideas <laughs> Just from <laughs> reading this Awesome um, So and then even in the top 10 we actually have 16 films represented Just because of all the ties Because of ties Yeah So number 10 is one of those ties And it's a tie between The Avengers and E.T. Oh wow Both yeah. fantastic films So, neither one of them
0: in my top ten, though. So, interesting. Yeah,
2: neither for me. No, mine either. Uh, I get E.T. is one that I feel is subjective. Mm. But I do think E.T. is a a fantastic film. Agree. Maybe one of Spielberg's best. One of the most... We talked
0: about this when we did Spielberg films, (laughs) Spielberg geek films. One of the most quintessential 80s films. E.T.? Yeah, of all time. Totally. Well, we all all
3: picked relatively new films for our top 10. So it's interesting that E.T. is also up there.
2: It's true. Universal Studios is the first ever ride that they ever built. Yeah. E.T. Really? Yeah. Hmm. First ever ride. Wow. Yeah. You
1: invite a theme
0: park history guy on the podcast.
1: I know. He's (laughs) He's a a to Learn. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I said when we did our 80s film podcast, but E.T., I watched that movie and I felt like I was looking at my life. Like, not the alien stuff, but... The way that they did the setting and just represented the 80s and that time period yeah. and stuff, I'm like... Does it make I, you want to eat Reese's Pieces? Yeah.
2: Yeah, me too. Somebody
0: was telling us that it's... Uh, Sandra Demas, I think, was on that podcast with us. And she said that sing, that movie single-handedly saved Reese's Pieces from going out of business.
2: Yeah, I could believe that. Yeah. Also, the scene where like he's dying was like I, the first movie that I, we were talking about, like emotional films and Pixar films on the live show. Yeah. That scene when I was a kid made me cry. Oh, yeah. Like, like sad tears. like Not like I was a kid and just cried and things. Like I knew what was going on and I was sad.
1: No way. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. For sure. I remember what movie theater I went to to see that one. Wow. And I remember that I cried. Is it telling that, that six we've six been talking
0: old? about E.T. the whole time <laughs> and haven't mentioned the Avengers at all? Because <laughs> what's there left to talk about the
1: Avengers so much already? Yeah. And
0: I'm
2: sure we've got more MCU coming up.
0: And it doesn't deserve to be in the top.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Oh, wait, wait. What? Hey. <laughs> what? I'm just teasing. I'm just Dang! I'm just <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see where Crystal Skull pops up on your list. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one.
0: <laughs> Did I mention that all of my top ten are Shia LaBeouf movies?
1: (laughs) You
3: should do a Shia LaBeouf list next time.
1: The best movies of Shia LaBeouf. Do that one of the weeks I'm gone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Transformers won. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
0: (laughs) I can't think of any more. His do-it film.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's number
0: one. Yes, is number one.
4: Just
1: do it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to number nine so that we stop talking about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, everyone instantly stopped listening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come back, come back. That's right. Angie, what's your number nine?
3: I got Donnie Darko. Oh, oh nice.
1: Ooh. Nobody voted for that on the whole list. Really? Well, yeah. Angie did, but then you kicked her but off the But I, I knocked it off the <laughs> list, yeah, but I didn't know that because I didn't look at your guys' lists. So. Yeah, nobody else called out Donnie Darko. I have a confession. I have never seen it.
3: No, it's uh, it's it's sci-fi, but it's also um, it's about it's about like out-of-body experiences, an existential crisis, seeing the future, stuff like that, and it's pretty dark. You should watch it. Uh, It's in the name. Sounds in the
1: name for sure. Yeah, that's the one with like the rabbit, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm surprised nobody else called that one out. That's a that's like a cult classic. Yes. Yeah, totally a cult classic. Yeah. And I
3: think that's that's another reason I think of it as a geek film. I think like films that are cult classics automatically become geeky to me. That's
1: true. Yeah, it's that's fair. True. What
2: true. do you have, Josh? Uh, I've got Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Really? I
1: love that movie.
2: I love Fantastic Beasts and the Hot Take. I love it more than. Um, most of the Harry Potter films.
1: I love it more than all
2: of the Harry Potter films. There's only one Harry Potter film that I care about more. Which one? And that's it. Well, I can't tell you yet. Oh! It's going to appear. But Fantastic Beasts, I feel like the period piece of it, I love. I love like 1920s New York. I love the callback to like the New Salemers and that idea of of witch hunting. Mm. uh, And then also just like the fun animals that are in this. I mean, it might as well be like a better Pokemon movie. Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah, That's true. (laughs) You know, like it's just like,
2: Oh, I need to go get this animal. Okay. Let's go hunt
1: for it. Yeah. See, I remember when they were advertising that movie before it came out and I liked Harry Potter. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but I liked it. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) it's true. And I remember seeing the trailers for that and I'm like, okay, it looks like a CG heavy movie with lots of, you know, digital animals. They have that one funny dude in it. They're going for comic relief there. Yeah. Like, I feel like I sized that movie up and I knew what it was. And I'm like, I'll see it eventually, whatever. And then I think it was Black Friday. It They had it for like $3 at Target. And I'm like, well, it's never going to be cheaper than that. So I'll buy it <laughs> and watch it whenever I get around to it. And I finally got around to watching it and I was so wrong about everything. It's so good. It's amazing. It's yeah.
2: really good. I kind of feel like it's what they wanted, like what J.K. Rowling wanted Harry Potter to be initially. Yeah. And then like she figured out the formula over the years and then finally got a hundred percent right on, the, yeah. on restarting it again.
0: I agree with you that it's my favorite like Harry Potter geekdom.
2: Movie. Yeah, you saw. Did you see there, Fantastic Beasts?
0: Yeah, there's there's one other. I've seen all the Harry Potter films. Okay. Um, there's one other Harry Potter film that I like. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, this is really British, not sure. We're talking about
2: sound design earlier. I think those films have a good sound design as yeah. well. well.
0: Even if you don't love it, the but soundtrack sound is great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love the soundtrack.
1: And I, I had never seen before seeing Justice League. I had never seen. Um, I'm forgetting his name. The guy that plays the Flash. <laughs> why can't I remember his name? Oh, Ezra okay, Miller. Sorry. Yeah, I'd never seen Ezra Miller in anything. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, he's great in that. And then I saw Fantastic Beasts after seeing Justice League, oh. and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like now I get why that people hired this like guy. him. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: Cool. My number nine is Wonder
1: Woman. Number nine.
0: Number nine it was on my number it was my number two film for comic book movies. Uh-huh It's my number nine. I love this film. love, love, love this film. Uh, it is by far in my opinion the best of the DCEU films.
1: yeah uh, I agree. for
0: sure. I love the aesthetic of the DCEU. I know some people are like, oh, it's too dark, it's too dark. no. I love that. Like, give me more of that. I really like that. But yet, it has the hope message. It has the love message. She, as a superhero, has the most altruistic, intentional um, motivation behind all of the things that she does. And I think that that's fantastic. And I I love the way that that she was introduced. I love the way that they play with the themes of patriarchy. I think the relationship that she has, um, what's the guy's name? I can't think of Steve Trevor, Trevor. Steve Trevor. I'm like, Steve, but not Rogers. Somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> different um, Steve. <laughs> Steve, different Steve. Uh, Steve Trevor. The Chris, but not
1: Pratt. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right, exactly.
0: <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just really great. I love that film. Really, really strong.
1: Yeah. Have hey, you seen the the looks at the new one yet? Yeah, and it's, it's
0: weird. It's like, it's, it's throwing me for a loop because I, uh, knowing we did a whole costuming episode about Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it's throwing me for a loop to see the different costumes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I love that the first thing they chose, the first thing that Patty Jenkins chose to release was a picture of Steve Trevor. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I know. let's just put that question to bed right yeah, off the exactly. bat. Yes, he's coming back. <laughs> and he's wearing a fanny pack,
0: <laughs> yeah. which is so <laughs> weird. But hey,
1: why not? It's awesome. Yeah, it's a great movie. No question. Yeah. My number nine is a movie that I feel like is incredibly underrated. And one of my favorite sci-fi films, it's Serenity.
3: Ah, Serenity.
1: Yeah. I didn't even think of it. (laughs) The (laughs) Firefly. I think, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why a lot of people don't think of it, because they just think of it as an extension of Firefly. Mm -hmm. So they think, oh, it's a TV show. It's not a movie. Yeah. But it is a great movie. And I truly believe that if Firefly had never aired on television before we saw Serenity, we would still think that it's a great movie. I've actually never
3: seen it because I haven't finished Firefly. Firefly. Like, I keep restarting Firefly, not finishing it, and making a point to, like, watch Serenity when I'm done. It
1: kind of doesn't matter, story-wise. It really doesn't. Serenity is kind of a sequel to the idea of Firefly. Okay. With the same characters and stuff like that. It's not directly linked, story-wise. I saw Firefly, or
0: sorry, I saw Serenity first. Really enjoyed Serenity. It's my favorite, like, Joss Whedon work and then watched Firefly and I was actually a little disappointed only because I feel like Josh took and made a really awesome film that was like he had the budget for and then in, in the TV show it was kind of like they're still getting their they're still learning on how to how to do this thing right mm-hmm. so like I watched the first few episodes of Firefly and I was like that's a little too cheesy for me then I watched Serenity and I'm like
1: oh it's not cheesy at all this is perfect like he, he figured it out so yeah I'm sorry I watched Serenity first and then watched Firefly but still same thing yeah yeah, no, it's like getting a second chance to tell the same story, yeah. sort of. I mean, it, it does, it gives you the beginning of their story, much like the TV show does. But then it also wraps it up. And yeah, I love it. Um, so for the the ultimate story geeks top ten, the number nine film is Back to the Future. That's really low. That's <laughs> it. I don't know about that. Which is appropriate with Josh being in the room because we did yeah. a Back to the Future episode with you. Yeah, yeah, and we all said it was a perfect film. Yeah, so it is a
3: perfect film. So you think it, it should be film. higher? Like you think it should be like in top like five, top three? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> 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 I guess we'll see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. I will say Back to the Future actually didn't make my list. Shut but, up. But I love it. Oh. My, Why jo- is everybody looking my at jaw Josh the floor. <laughs> oh. I'm on your team, Daryl. I right. didn't
3: make my list, but I do love it. Josh and I are going to
0: go hang out
1: outside. <laughs> this is a difficult list. These are ten films out of a massive array of movies that I love to death. It's true. It's so. very true. So uh, let's move on to number eight. Angie, what's your number eight?
3: For my number eight, I picked a Studio Ghibli film called Spirited Away.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that one either. Really? Yeah, I need to see it. I that. haven't either. I think we actually have it at home. I just haven't watched it <laughs> yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like Spirited Away or Fantastic Beasts?
0: I'll try <laughs> a Fantastic Beasts. Pitch perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like horses.
3: <laughs> what? It's about this girl, and her. she moves to a new place with her parents. Her parents end up, let's just say, disappearing. And it's her quest to kind of get back home. And if you've seen any other Studio Ghibli movies and you liked them, then you'll probably, like, spirit it away.
1: Cool. Josh, what do you have at number I eight?
2: didn't... Okay, so I feel bad because I didn't put any animated films on my whole list. Really? Yeah, I very much <laughs> adhered to me thinking geek and thinking much more sci-fi, fantasy, comic book. Yeah. Now I regret that. But, <laughs> uh, but number eight uh, for me is... Star Wars, Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back. Whoa!
1: All right.
2: Okay. And maybe some people would put that higher up on the list. I mean. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I think I think out of the uh, most people would agree, out of the original three, it uh, is the best one. Out of the original, out of the original nine.
0: <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh <laughs> it is the best one. No, no, just kidding. <laughs>
2: Uh, Empire Strikes Back, though, is just such a classic, great film. I don't know anybody who overtly dislikes it. Yeah. You know, like, no one says they hate it. Maybe it's not their favorite uh, amongst them, but they don't, like, straight out hate it.
1: Yeah, it's true. Okay, I want both of you to look at Jay's face right now and just look at his face. Empire Strikes Back is not on my list. What? <laughs> what? Oh,
4: no.
3: For anyone just listening. I to need to a new co-host. <laughs> uh,
0: now I'm taking applications. No, no, that's crazy. Wow. You know, okay, so to, make, to keep things controversial, my number eight? Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the worst... Green Lantern is the worst. No, it's a rogue one. Rogue one is my second favorite star Wars film, uh, of all time. And I think it's fantastic. I love the characters in it. I love the fact that they have the relationships with the force that are not Jedi. Um, I love the themes of it. I think the third act is one of the best, uh, third act, third acts in a film that I've ever seen geek film or not. Um, and I love that film, but, uh, and by the way, this is the only franchise that got two movies from me with Star Wars.
1: Wow. So. But you kind of did that on purpose, right? Because you kind of tried to spread it around a I little bit. I tried to, yeah. Because
0: sp- there's so yeah. many good films, it's Im- almost impossible not but to. I
2: tried to do the same thing. Yeah. I tried to pick the best of a franchise. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I did not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Start to finish Harry Potter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, My number eight is my favorite Disney movie of all time and a movie that it's probably one of the only movies that I can say that every member of my family, including the two year old desperately loves. Really? So, and it's Moana. Oh yeah. I should have (laughs) known. My two year old, he will literally walk around the house. We have this toy Maui hook Uh that like lights up and plays sounds and stuff like that he will pick it up and walk around the house and hold it up high and go, it's Maui time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the cutest thing that's in the awesome. world.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That but only I'm, makes, that's not fair though because that only makes the movie better for you because oh, of yeah. stuff It like does. That. Yeah, It does.
3: I think our personal connections to film have a heavy influence on our lists though.
2: Oh, true. Yeah. 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 When we saw them, where we saw them, yeah. who, yeah.
3: Like what you were saying matters. with E.T., it all matters. Yeah. yeah.
1: Today, I'm driving the car around, and in, from the car seat in the back, I hear, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> that's awesome. And he's, he can, too, he worse can sauce. barely talk, and this is the stuff he's choosing to say. Yeah, so cute. So. I was
0: walking around uh, Disneyland with my wife, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and I saw this dude walking around, and I'm like, if that is not off-duty Maui. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that guy before. <laughs> yeah, have you seen I mean, him? Yeah. The dude looks just like him, and he's, like, all tatted out and everything. I'm like, that's wait a second, is this a cartoon? Is this real life? I'm not sure what's going on right now. Is he
3: loud in the park? No, yeah, that, that guy actually,
2: he posted a story that they actually had to like Make sure, like, when he comes to the park, he has to dress as a citizen. No way! Like, he can't in any way resemble Maui because he legit looks too much like Maui that people will confuse him. He walks in shirtless
0: with
1: a grass skirt, like, dude, yeah, you be like, bro.
0: He's like,
4: but this is what I wear every
2: day. Yeah, he's like, dude, I
0: work Come in on. Adventureland. I don't know what you want me to
1: do. That's right. He's just walking up and looking at people and going, "You're welcome." <laughs> yes exactly yes uh that's awesome breathe it in (laughs) yep uh so for the ultimate story geeks top 10 uh again we have a tie at number eight and it is the princess bride and a movie from a franchise that we still have yet to spend very much time on but we probably should star trek and it's star trek 2 the wrath of khan Oh, uh, which is widely regarded as the best Star Trek. Yes,
3: really, because I've seen the first <laughs> one and I really like right, it. I just no,
1: yeah, <laughs> It's good. It is good. We've heard from a lot of our fans that people love the Princess Bride. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's huge.
0: And also, like like you guys have been talking about, when you see that film as a kid, you can't help but fall in love with that film. I mean, there's so many classic
2: moments. Yeah, it's just it's and great. it's uh again another cult film that seems to last. Generations. Yes, absolutely. Not many films from that
1: do. Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, we're on number seven. Number Angie, what seven. do you have at number seven?
3: Um, this is my first Marvel one.
1: Hey, Ooh. Doctor
3: Strange. Nice. He's actually him and Scarlet Witch are like tied for my favorite Marvel superheroes right mm. now, um, but he's the only one with his own movie, so <laughs> I picked him. <laughs>
1: What do you love about Scarlet Witch? Because I hear a lot of people hating on that character. I don't hate that character. Um, I think I like her, too.
3: Okay, so I tend to admire a lot of male characters in movies. Like, I relate to more male characters, it seems like. But um, Scarlet Witch is, like, one of the female characters that really resonates with me. I think it has to do with, like, the just like the deep darkness of her soul.
4: <laughs>
3: um, like the stuff she's been through. But also, if I ever had a superpower, I would just wanna be exactly like her. Like I just the the idea of like um like telekinesis to me is fascinating. Like anything that has to do with the mind, and that's Doctor Strange. Like he he manipulates um space and time and it has I mean it's the same like idea as Donnie Darko, like he can astral project himself into different planes of existence and kind of, like, um, he's the one that can manipulate those planes of existence as well. And that, that to me, is just so cool. Like, that's the world that I want to live in.
0: Yeah. I I think Doctor Strange as a character has one of the deepest character arcs, too. Because a lot of Marvel films, they just sort of have a sort of simplistic character arc. But Doctor Strange's character arc is pretty intense.
3: Yeah. Well, he has to really, he goes through a really tough time, and then he has to discipline himself to get to the place that he wants to be.
0: And he has to be completely humiliated before he can rise back up into power, right? Which is really fascinating.
2: Josh, what do you have at seven? Number seven is my other Harry Potter film. Uh, there's no more Harry Potter films after this. Uh, <laughs> God, you're with I'm Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, there are enough elements in this film that, and I never read the books, so this is coming from somebody who's only a movie fan, that the first three films, when I first saw the original film, when it came out in theaters, 99, uh, 2000, something like that, I didn't like it. I didn't like mm. the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, I felt like it was a kid's movie, right? And, mm. and I, I didn't care for what it was trying to do. I was also like a teenager at the time, and, you know, it was too below me. Uh, but when I sat down, and I didn't watch any of the Harry Potter films until uh, the last one was coming out. And I sat down and watched all of them, marathoned them up to going to the last film. Uh, with a couple of friends. And I found that Prisoner of Azkaban is where I went from a kid's film to being something more meaningful and something that you can, uh, as you guys like to do, dig deeper into. Mm. That the characters meant a lot more. The uh, relationships that they had meant a lot more. And then you also introduce these scarier elements that make what they're fighting for way more meaningful. Mm. So that's, that's that's my last Harry Potter pick, uh, (laughs) Prisoner of
0: Azkaban at number seven. I feel like a lot of people who are big Harry Potter fans also like that one the best.
1: Yeah, I think so. I've heard that too. Gary Oldman. I mean, yeah, come on. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He can kind of do anything. (laughs)
0: Like literally, you want to play Winston Churchill? You look nothing like him. (laughs) like, sure, why not? Sure. Uh, okay, so mine... So this is what this is where the list gets a little bit weird, right? Because uh, when I made my comic book lists, both Guardians of the Galaxy and Wonder Woman were ahead of this film. But in terms of it being geek, I actually, as an overall perspective, I would actually like... I like this film a little bit better in the overall context, but not as a comic book film. Hmm. And Daryl's might know what it is already. But because... This is the least geeky film on my list as well because it is actually Road to Perdition. Oh, that's not where I was going. Which is a comic book, based on a comic book, but is not a not what you would picture as a geek film. Yeah. But I love, love, love Road to Perdition. It's one of I need to watch films. that again. It's been so long. Oh, I love it. I want to watch it again too. <laughs> Obviously, it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Probably no one else voted for that. We should I watch mean- it and talk about it. Oh, I'm doing microphones in front of our faces. Yeah, why not? That's what we do. <laughs> I've never
3: actually seen it.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I don't want to oversell it because a lot of people like when they hear me say that they're like, "You're crazy." I hate that film. I'm like,
1: really hate? Really? Well, Kevin Bates hates it. Uh, Kevin Bates is an interesting guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Kevin Bates, but he's he so do not like that movie. He and I was I always I'm always like he's a
1: very opinionated
0: guy. He, it's very it's very. Tragic. It's a very tragic film, and I love tragic films. So,
1: fair enough. Yeah, my number seven is Wonder Woman. Oh, ah. which we obviously don't need to talk about again, mm-hmm. but I love it. It it uh, for our Story Geek Awards had a bunch of awards. I think it it was dominated. Dominated yeah. the awards. It won more awards than any other movie. So good. So good. Deservedly so, I would say. I agree. Um, although, interestingly enough. It is not in the ultimate story geeks top ten. Whoa, which is surprising. That is surprising, yeah. But we have a lot of new people voted for this. I would say people that maybe didn't even know who we were, you know, four months ago when True. we recorded that episode. I'd even say
2: though so. that this this list does bring up a lot of more nostalgia for people. It does. So
1: anything that's going to be
2: the last two or three years is a hard sell because people don't know how they
1: feel about it. It's too recent. Yeah. And there's a lot of older films. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, so the uh, number seven for the overall list is Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. I love Jurassic Park. Which is a wonderful, wonderful movie. Yeah. Again, it's, not on my list, but it's a wonderful
2: movie. It's not on your list? <laughs> Do I feel like Jay and I are looking at you? Like, him and I have the same last half of our list. <laughs> We might, we,
1: might, <laughs> we might have the same last half of our list. Also, hey. this
3: is the second time that Jay's eyes almost popped out of his head. Yeah. Out I know.
1: <laughs> that's because Daryl keeps like... Shh. And I'm not trying to do that, but Darryl I'm enjoying it. shooting arrows straight into my heart. <laughs> I'm like, you don't
3: have that. What do you
1: have on your list? Hey, we want different movies to talk about, right? No, it's true. And these are my favorites. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't love Jurassic Park. It's You're just not these to are my favorites. favorites <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Don't be so sensitive. (laughs) 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 All right. Number six. Angie, what do you got?
3: I have another repeat. Fantastic Beasts.
1: All right. Uh
3: Again, it's that whole thing. Like I said, I relate to male characters for some reason. And Newt Scamander is like who I want to be in this universe.
0: He's really cool. Yeah. And you love animals. Yes. So that's a good like...
2: Exactly. And he's a Hufflepuff, right?
3: Yep, and I'm a Hufflepuff. It's mm. it's meant to be.
2: What are you? I'm a Hufflepuff too, man. You're both Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Not, what are you?
1: <laughs> Smith. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Is there an actual way to determine that, or it's just what yeah, you yeah. like? You yeah. can take a test. You can take a test online.
3: There's really? a few good ones, but you can
2: also just figure out what you are. How many of them are there? I There's four.
1: Raven. So well, uh, if you're counting, okay, the that's the one I wouldn't know. Skulls. But Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah.
3: So Gryffindor are like the leaders, and like their that's what Harry is. is right? brave. That's, that's what a Harry, Harry is. Gryffindor. Yeah.
2: Ravenclaw is kind of like the book smarts, and then Malfoy is Slytherin. Yes. Slytherins, the mischievous, cunning. Yeah. cunning, and then Hufflepuffs are typically loyal. Okay. Sweet, nice, kind, wonderful people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, sound, you sound a little defensive
2: about Yeah that. exactly
0: <laughs> Isn't Hufflepuff the one that people When they take it they kind of don't want to get
2: Yeah, yeah. well the but first the first Huff- person To die in a Harry Potter film Cedric Diggory he's the Hufflepuff Oh. I, I
3: think I if you're a Hufflepuff though You're like really proud of being a Hufflepuff
2: Is that Edward? Uh. Yeah and then he became Edward <laughs> the shimmering vampire yeah. So I think that's what we're mostly <laughs> upset about <laughs> No one has Twilight on their list right?
1: That's my, I don't think so. oh, that's my number one. That's my number one. We saw know. that together. We remember saw, that? We saw Twilight together. Me and Jamie and you and Jessica went and saw a Twilight movie together. Oh, oh a date. that's right. Yes. I forgot about that. I don't remember which one it was. It might have blocked it from your memory. One. No, because
0: it was, it went something like this. Jamie wants to see Twilight. I was like, Jessica wants to see Twilight. And it's like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go with her either. <laughs> oh, let's just let's just bite the bullet and I'll go. <laughs>
1: Uh, Josh, what do you have at six? Uh, I've got
2: Jurassic Park. Hey. oh! First of all, uh, Bloom. can't go wrong. And then <laughs> uh, second of all, I think that if you were going to pick the best film from that franchise, it has to be the original. There's nothing that compares close at all to it. Yeah, there's no question about it. And that. I feel like it is Spielberg and... Uh, Stan Hansen and just like everyone was firing on all cylinders like you can't tell me even 25 years later what parts of that film are a puppet what parts of that film are CG Mm. and where they cross paths it's seamless
0: yeah it, that's that's one of those films that's also in the conversation of being a perfect film
1: in yeah my opinion. it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and double check but I'm pretty sure I picked that as my number one Spielberg film. Yeah, I think you did yeah yeah uh,
0: My number six is The Matrix. Oh, interesting You've never talked about The Matrix Matrix a whole lot No, I would I mean, everyone who's ever done a geek podcast has probably talked about The Matrix (laughs) So (laughs) I feel like it's one of those movies where it's like Well, I'm not in a rush to get to that because it's been talked to death But uh, now, the only bummer about The Matrix is the next The two follow-up films, in my opinion, are nowhere near as good as the original They're good. They're just nowhere near as good as the original. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit more difficult, but I love the original.
1: I feel like they get hated on way more than they deserve to. That's probably true. They are not as good as the original. I will agree with that. Yeah. But I don't think they're bad films. If we ever tackle The Matrix, we should tackle it as a trilogy. Yeah. Just to be different. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, My number six is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Whoa. Yeah. I, I kind of expect...
0: Like half the people listening to be like, yeah, way to go, Daryl. Yeah, I just divided
1: everybody for sure. Yeah, the other half (laughs) of people were like, Daryl sucks. (laughs) You know, like, Eh. okay, what are you going to do? I'm on one side of that argument, and I (laughs) love that movie to death. (laughs) It has some amazing moments. You cannot deny that.
3: I personally love that movie. I would never call myself like a Star Wars fan just because I know that Star Wars fans are like really diehard, and I'm not that. But I love The Last Jedi. Yeah.
0: It's a really, it's a really good film. No question.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to piss you off again. Only this time it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody else's fault. Okay. So, the overall Story Geeks number six... All the way down at a measly number six. Oh no! Is a tie. oh. Between Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. And Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty crazy that that dagger. To the <laughs> the, the yeah. two Indiana Jones films. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. That people couldn't decide either, right? Like it's like they those two films are the most beloved of this franchise. Who so. we also yeah. talk
2: about like why Temple of Doom gets so much hate? Because Temple of Doom is fantastic, and no one loves it.
0: Here's what I, here's my here's my conclusion on why Temple. I I, I totally agree with you, but I think the re, the rationale and the reasoning is because um, you have an audience that largely understands Judeo Christian history and goes Ark of the Covenant. I kind of know what that is. Sure. And then goes Arthurian legend. Kind of know what that is. Holy Grail. Kind of know what that is. Sankara stones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what okay. the hell are those? Yeah, you got know, the yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. True.
0: <laughs> but there's like, and then there's a couple parts where I think that that movie took a couple of like pretty bold steps of like when it starts in China in the yes. opening sequence. And then there's a couple scenes that are maybe a little bit more on the cheesy side when they go over the waterfall and the raft. Um,
2: right The eating of like The monkey brain Stuff like that
0: Yeah No I love that I think that's that's great I, I, I That doesn't ruin the movie For me at all I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan But I think for other people They just They don't quite They can't quite get there you know? True
3: Temple of Doom for me Is actually like What Indiana Jones is to me Because when I grew up That was like The, the first one first one you saw Yeah it was like The one we watched on repeat And oh. like I don't even Like I didn't even know Really the other ones Like I had I'd watch them maybe but yeah that was yeah. like what it was to it's me it's like the
1: exact opposite for me yeah <laughs> kind of the opposite for me too I would say for me Temple of Doom is a, a really good film I wouldn't quite call it great ah. to use a J-ism yeah. I would say <laughs> it's highs are very high yeah. and it's lows are very low <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is a J-ism. Um, it's funny yeah that's funny I think that that's really hilarious, too, because it's like, you guys want to watch the one where he pulls
1: the heart out of the guy's chest? Or you guys want to watch the one where the ball chases after him?
0: Heart out of his chest, Dad! But a ton of
1: the imagery that you see out there for Indiana Jones, like the iconic imagery, yeah. a lot of it comes from Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah, like the bridge scene. Yeah, like he's the most yeah. heroic in that one. He's mm-hmm. like a superhero yeah. in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that, I mean, I love all of those films, so.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Before we continue, we want to let you know about
0: several ways you can access more content from the Story Geeks. The first is our blog over at thestorygeeks.com. You can find our latest YouTube live shows and additional written content from Ashley Pauls. You can also find most of our podcasts out there, too, so definitely check that out. A couple recent things that we've done, we had a a live show. We just did a live show with Josh and Angie about best Pixar films, best moments from Pixar films, and deepest Pixar films. That was really, really fun. Um, And we've also got a lot of other content out there related to The Incredibles, all the movies that are coming out this year. We've done a podcast about almost all of them, a lot of solo stuff. We did a podcast
1: with Helen O'Hara about Captain America, Lots and lots and lots of stuff. And next week's episode, if you're listening to this as it comes out, next week's episode ties into Jurassic World, and it is a Make It Better episode on the first Jurassic World with Anthony Holder from The Story Cauldron. Which we both liked, but we felt like it could be better. Most things can. Yeah
0: thestorygeeks.com also has links to all the other ways that you can support us you can support us monthly through our Patreon page and so Patreon is basically a website that allows fans to support creators just like us the Story Geeks so when you support the show for as little as $3 a month you get access to additional content both audio and video if you love what we do we would greatly appreciate your support it really does mean a lot to us and we give back to you by giving you additional content which is pretty cool We also have a shop, so another way to support the show is to purchase the Story Geeks merch from our store. So the people who love this show and love the way that we dig deeper into stories are probably also going to want to showcase that by wearing a Story Geeks t-shirt. I'm wearing one right now, actually. Uh, It proves you're somebody who digs deeper into geek stories just like we do. So if you want to support us, go check that out. We really, really appreciate it. And finally, we have another sponsor, Modern Mouse Boutique. Modern Mouse Boutique sells geek fashion accessories. They have some of the best mouse ears out there, hands down. If you are a fan of theme parks, if you're a fan of geek culture, if you're a fan of Disney, all of those things, or if you're just basically a geek fan in general, um, you need to head over to Modern Mouse Boutique. Use the promotion code STORYGEEKS. That's all one word, STORYGEEKS, no spaces. Use STORYGEEKS to get 10% off your next order. So head on over to ModernMouseBoutique.com or click the link in the show notes. By the way, whenever my wife wears Modern Mouse Boutique ears to the theme park, she gets a ton of looks and compliments from people. People love those mouse ears. Ariana Grande was support was spotted in the parks wearing their mouse ears, which is pretty amazing because they sponsor our show. Get yours, get 10% off, and support the show. Just remember to use the promo code STORYGEEKS, one word, StoryGeeks. When you check out. So, links to all of those things can be found in the show notes or on our blog at storygeeks.com. Thanks for letting us interrupt. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Okay. Uh, so, we're at number five. So, Angie, why don't you kick us off with your number five?
3: So, my number five is actually a classic. It's my first. Like, real, real classic on my list. And it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So I actually hadn't seen this film until recently. Me neither. And now I we can't I can't stop referencing it.
2: <laughs> we ate awesome. a lot of mashed potatoes, like, right after that, oh,
3: too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Did you keep forming them into a giant yeah, mountain Yeah, and yet? I was like, this means something. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> this is important. You keep creating the Matterhorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> take a picture of that. <laughs> just digging up the garden outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, my number five, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love uh, nice. Indiana Jones. It's the best of the series, in my opinion. And uh, It's just a fact. It is just a fact. <laughs> it's a good film. It's a good film. I think there are flaws in all of the Indiana Jones films. <sighs> but... I think that Indiana Jones as a this is character. This off
1: J podcast. That's our whole. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think Indiana Jones
2: as a character might be my favorite character of all time. Uh, I have a lot of arguments with some friends, like who's better. And a lot of you know, people always say like James Bond, and I disagree. I think Indiana Jones is much more likable, and he's much more relatable, and he's what I want to be when I grow up.
0: <laughs> Same here. Yeah, we're both we both goals. Hashtag, cool. hashtag goals Indiana Jones
3: <laughs> I don't like James Bond personally
0: you know I will say this James Bond and Indiana Jones do not treat women very well that's the one area where I'm like just don't be like Indiana Jones in that regard yeah that's true yeah. like that's the one area where I'm, I love Indiana Jones but I'm like yeah that's probably that's
2: not probably, a good role model yeah 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 but I would really you want a so child sidekick oh of course yeah. oh yeah absolutely yeah, that's yeah. one <laughs> of the best parts <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly
0: Especially that drives me around in a car, it's right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He is very
2: much not old enough to drive that car.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hey, you got a license, right, bro? Yeah, I got one. Okay, great. Okay, Let's good drive. Good. Let's
4: go.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, mine, my number five is we just we just, well we didn't swip, we didn't swap exactly, but Jurassic Park is my number five. Love mm. Jurassic Park. There was I was I was So uh, do I for the record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you really?
3: <laughs> I could take it or leave it. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Hey, just kidding. <laughs> I,
0: I could take it or leave it. I was driving along in my car the other day. I'm driving along on the uh and I turn to the classical station. Um, which my I have the most eclectic stations you can possibly imagine. But I turn to the classical station and I hear this and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm driving right now, but it is now the most epic drive that I can experience.
1: It was so good. I love it. My number five is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Whoa. My favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah. So let me ask you this, because your last two have been sequel trilogy movies. Yes. If you could choose between ryan johnson and jj J. abrams for the ninth film to direct
1: it jj do you, do you stick with jj yeah okay i like the symmetry of it Ah. but i desperately want ryan johnson to make more movies i think he signed up for i that. mean just i mean period <laughs> yeah. i just want to see more <laughs> ryan johnson movies because i think he's a genius yeah so i think he's really good but yeah i mean i'm excited that jj is rounding out the trilogy i yeah. think there's a good a nice little palindrome there that i appreciate Excellent use of the word (laughs) calendar. Thank you. Yeah. Um, The overall list for the Story Geeks at number five, we have yet another tie. And it's between The Matrix and Captain America Winter Soldier. Ooh. Very Mm -hmm. different films. Nice. Can't argue with it. No, can't argue with those. Okay, let's move on to number four. Angie, what do you have?
3: My number four is a film that I don't think is really very well known. It's called American Splendor. Oh yeah. Uh, um it's about this guy Paul named, Giamatti.
1: Yes, Paul yeah. Giamatti
3: plays Harvey Picard, I, I believe you pronounce it. Um he teams up with this guy, Crumb, who's a writer, um, and an illustrator, and well, I guess I guess he's he's an illustrator and Harvey writes comics about his life. He just writes like These little short things that happen to him every single day, basically. And then Crumb takes it and he puts it into comic books. And it's kind of, um, he's very sarcastic, like Harvey is very sarcastic and angry with life. So um, it's kind of this like counterculture idea and approach to comic books. Something that might not necessarily have been very popular at the time, and it's based on a true story. Even though the film itself isn't necessarily like a hundred percent like the story of what really happened, um, but it's just it's a really interesting film. If you if you haven't seen it, you should see it, and then and then see what you think. Don't let me don't let me speak for it for you.
0: <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I've seen like half of your list right now, so I need to watch like a bunch of those movies.
3: It's good. It's a, it's another cult classic film, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen it, but I know of it.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. Cool. What my have, uh, my number
2: four film is my number one MCU film. Uh, so it's the last of the Marvel, or super, I guess superhero films in general, on my list. Uh, and that's Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Volume one. Uh, I... Love this film. When I walked out of this theater, like, because this came out before Force Awakens, I was like, if if this is what Star Wars is going to be, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. I felt like this was what we wanted in sci-fi, and I felt like it's what we also wanted from like a hero comic book film, and it merged the two together perfectly.
1: Do you think Chris Pratt plays a better Han Solo than Alden Ehrenreich does?
2: Possibly so Possibly so I feel like I do feel like It's It's characters There are so many good ones That you cannot Find uh, A group of people That would agree On who's the best character Yeah There's so many good characters Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah uh, That that film's amazing It's the only MCU film That made my list Because it's so good Yeah It's so good It's kind of Have you seen Solo yet? No, I have not. Uh, okay, I'm curious. When you watch Solo, I feel like Solo is the most, like you described it as, what Star Wars should be, and I feel like Solo is the closest related to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. It
0: feels kind of similar. In it's kind of
2: entouragey, group yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, my number four. Great Scott, Marty!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love Back to the Future so much. Back to the Future is so good. You guys met
1: Doc today. Yeah, dude, you got to work on that impression real bad.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't. Do wanna, you have one? I don't. I didn't want to call you out, but I did want to call you out.
3: <laughs> Can I tell you? He approached us from like 50 feet away, already talking to us exactly like Doc Brown talks. Are you serious? And Would he's I? like, he was just like frantically walking towards us, like, oh, 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 like <laughs> to bee- be lining up. <laughs> to be
2: fair to the guy that was playing Doc Brown at Universal Studios. Uh, I was giving him the googly eyes, like uh, Bugs yeah. Bunny from like 50 feet away. Just like he could see the hearts, <laughs> Yeah. you know. And he was like, "This guy needs to talk to me." Your feet floated up off the ground. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. heard and like he, a
1: ooga. He came by and like shook
2: my hand, and I was just like, "I'm starstruck. I know you're <laughs> not Christopher Lloyd, but this is fantastic." <laughs> what does now? What does he say to you? What did he say to me? Yeah. What is he you, what's, said? What's the conversation? He said. Uh, well, first of all, we were there for a press event. So he said, I see that your press, you seem very important and that you'll be needing to press things. Uh, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> okay. and then he said, you know, let's take a picture or whatever. And he's like, I know, I, you know, I know how to take a good picture. And then we took a picture. And then he said, I've been to the future and I can see that your day is going to go very well. Oh, really? What a great thing to say. Yeah. Because you're going to be
1: on our podcast. I, I think, think so How strange that he <laughs> chose his visit to the future. He chose to focus on your future specifically, for and his. just that day, because it's like, oh, look at that guy across the park. I'm going to go see what his day. We go see be what like. his future is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. Weird.
2: But I do appreciate that. That's nice of him. It was very nice of him.
1: Yeah. Where, where are, yours, where where are, are we? For? Are we on me? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, we saw number four. I'm so confused. Uh, my number four is also my last MCU movie mm. and my favorite MCU movie, and it's Captain America: Winter Soldier. Which I feel like we've talked about for hours on this show, so we don't have to do it now. But I love it to death. Okay, uh, number four for the overall list is very recent: Avengers: Infinity War. Whoa! At number four. Number four. Yeah. I don't even time. know how
0: it's going to end. What if he comes? In, what if they come in and make a terrible movie? There's a sequel to that.
1: <laughs> People love a cliffhanger, I guess. I, I don't guess, know.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't argue with that based on what's left on my list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i will Spoilers. say yeah the way that i tabulated all this is you know with a point system so yeah so like films rank number 10 get one point number nine gets two points and so on until number one gets 10 points and so the point differences between like number nine all the way through number three uh-huh. are very minimal so like number nine is sitting at 39 points yeah and number three is at 52 points, and there's everything varying in between there. Sure. So, so Infinity War only has one more point than the films that tied for number five. Mm. Oh, got it. That makes sense. So it's all pretty close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up to a point. Yeah. Okay, are we at top three now? We're top three. Top three. Yeah. All right, Angie, number three.
3: So my number three, so mentioning Avengers Infinity War... I personally, I liked it, but it's not my favorite because there's just so much action. There's just, like, the story is just, like, everywhere for me. For, for me, personally, like, I just, I like long takes. I like really, like, intense dialogue. But for my number three, I did pick a Marvel film, and that is Guardians 2. Ooh. And I feel like that kind of like represents the fact that I didn't really like Avengers: Infinity War as much because Guardians Two for me, it was a much easier ride. It really explored the characters and yeah, the personality. Yeah, it's way more personal. Yes.
4: Yeah.
3: And like, I mean, honestly, like it was one big long music video for a bunch of awesome songs too, <laughs> which really helps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's my that's my last Marvel film.
0: Nice. Number three. Volume two. Yes. Bold. Very bold choice.
2: <laughs> Mine is... Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, it might be bold. Maybe not. But uh, it is the... I was like,
0: the, wait, you're confused. <laughs> Did I don't, you have it in I don't know, you? know what my number three is anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, number three is the Force Awakens. Hey. Whoa, that is super bold. Here is Here's why, though. Okay. I think and and maybe it's because of of my experience right when the prequel trilogy came out there was all this huge buzz and then immediately as the film first film came out it died and with the sequel trilogy with episode 7 there was so much buzz again and then it continued and there was so much love around it and especially now uh, you know, when when we're recording this, like right after Last Jedi and Solo have come out, and there's so much, like, toxicity and people arguing, I just want to go back to a better time period when Episode Seven came out, <laughs> and we were all kind of like older fans, younger fans, no matter where you're at, you you liked it, and maybe you liked it because it was a little bit too much like A New Hope. Maybe you liked it for different reasons. You liked the characters. Whatever the case may be, I think that it brought a fandom uh it rose it up and brought people together and I loved that. But I also love the characters from Force Awakens and I love them more than any of the other uh trilogies. Mm. The, like I love Han like Han is my favorite. Han and Chewie are my two favourite from the originals. So I'm glad that they made it in. Leia has her parts. Uh I was I've I've always liked Leia and Han more than Luke. So mm. Like, it's fine that Luke is in the last two seconds of the film for me. And then I love all of the new characters. Mm. So. That's cool. Sorry,
1: I guess. Dude, I'm you with you. Kylo Ren is my favorite Star Wars character of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period.
0: But yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I actually think that The Force Awakens is fantastic, so I can't hate on that. I'm down.
2: No one hates Force Awakens.
0: Oh, I know somebody who does.
2: Well, then... Most people don't hate Force yeah. Awakens. <laughs> no, actually,
0: I actually know two people. Ben Coberly, who usually votes on these lists, but didn't. He's slacking. And Hannibal Taboo, who's been a guest several times, hated the Force Awakens.
3: Are these people who are huge fans of the original Star yes. Wars?
0: Yes. And they thought like it was yeah. so derivative. They were like, give us something new.
3: Sure. But they I got something to,
0: new. I, well, I haven't talked What's to Jedi. them about Yeah, I was, <laughs> well, I was wondering. I haven't heard their opinion on that.
1: So who knows? Hmm. What do you have at number three? Do you want to guess? Shoot, I, I mean, I know the top two, but number three, it's not coming to me. The Dark Knight.
3: Oh, I swear oh. to God, I was just about to say that. <laughs> you should I have. looked at your wall, number you three? have Batman, and I was like, it's is. Batman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> number but three. I thought you said Guardians was the last comic book film on your list. MCU. That's what MCU, me. last MCU film. I think you also said comic book film.
0: No, because I had Road to Perdition on Maybe there, Maybe
1: I'm reading into that. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I had Wonder Woman right after that. So oh, if but I said that, <laughs> then that was way wrong. I, I don't think you said that, now
1: that I think about it.
0: Yeah, uh, no, no, yeah. Dark Knight. Duh. But I don't know. I know it will come up. You're right. Again. I should. I should have
1: thought of that. I, <laughs> yeah, I Let's, do feel ashamed. What's your three? Uh, my number three is one that actually one other. Well, my wife put this on her list, but so did one other person. I don't oh, I know what it was. Is. What is it? Oblivion. Oblivion. <laughs> yes. Oblivion. Oblivion is my favorite sci-fi film of all time. Which I feel like is super controversial because a lot of people think it's just ripping off, um, multiple other star yeah. films. Yeah, that I can't think have of. You at guys the moment, seen Oblivion? I haven't seen. No. Have you seen it? No? no. We should do like an Oblivion watch party. Oh, that'd yeah. be fun. I'm down. I would love that movie I'll to watch death. It. Yeah. Now I will say I am a Tom Cruise fan. I enjoy Tom Cruise as a movie star. When he strays away from what he does best, I'm less interested in him. So like Vanilla Sky, Vanilla Sky and, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Rock of Ages didn't even see. Like I'm not, in, I'm not interested in those. But Mission Impossible, Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow, these kinds of movies where mm-hmm. he's he is who he is. I love.
3: Can I say Vanilla Sky and Rock of Ages? I love both of those films. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I think he's a fantastic yeah. actor, actually. Too
1: cool. I'm well, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, and this, I love the story of that movie. I love the music. It is twisty and turny and super intriguing. I love it to death. Yeah, it's a good movie. It is watch party. I mean, let's do it. All right. After <laughs> this. <laughs> 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 um, so number three for the overall list is our last tie, and it's a tie between Star Wars: A New Hope and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Ooh. Each with fifty-two points. Guardians of the Galaxy and A New Hope. Wow, that's...
2: I told you, dude, it's very it's very much the Star Wars film people wanted.
0: Yeah. I, I love that film. I can't argue with that. I also love A New Hope, but A New Hope didn't make my list.
1: Dang. Yeah. And so. see, see me not getting mad at you for that?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're allowed to do whatever you want to
0: do. I'm allowed to be mad about it. <laughs> it didn't make my list either. <laughs> All the inside what? out all the inside out emotions. We talked about this earlier on our other on our
1: other <laughs> live show. Sadness is so weird. Okay. Top two, Angie, what do you have at number two?
3: I have arrival at number two. Oh my Whoa. wife would
1: want to hang out with you. <laughs>
3: um again, like I I'm not like a huge sci fi person until I start looking at what sci fi films are. Because when I think sci fi, I think Star Trek. And like that for me is just it's a it's a hard sell for me like that type of like really involved like you're in space and you have all these space gadgets and like there's aliens that's what I think of when I think
2: of it's a lot of jargon
3: yeah and Arrival is exactly all those things I just said except <laughs> that's not what the story is it takes place on Earth it's about language and understanding and like. Patience and all these things that I think are really important for people to to like adapt into their own lives and it's just a really interesting way to tell this story through this like sci-fi aspect of it
1: yeah I love that movie it's great
3: I was
0: talking to somebody else like really recently that said the same thing like Arrival is one of my favorite movies
3: it's great if you haven't seen it you should definitely see it
1: did you ever get around to seeing it? Yes. But. Uh oh. <laughs> no. No offense. I was like,
0: this is a really good movie. And I don't feel like most people, most people, are going to remember it a year from now. That's what, that's really? what my takeaway was when I watched it.
2: I mean, people will remember it, but I don't feel like people will remember it as a science fiction film. Mm. It doesn't ever speak yeah. science fiction to me. It's very much a drama film. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and it's not like, yeah, like like you said, it's not action-oriented, right? Like, if you want a deep film that goes into, like, what would it truly be like if we ever encountered aliens, that's pretty much where you're going to go, mm-hmm. right? Like, Independence Day is. <laughs> 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 probably not how it's going to go. Who knows? Maybe it will go. I don't know. Probably not, though. Um,
2: need your local cable guy to help you out <laughs> to save the world on that one. That's right. <laughs>
4: that's
1: right. All right, Josh. What do you have at number two? Number two for me uh, is The Dark Knight. All right. Uh, I don't know
2: what can be said that hasn't been said about this film, <laughs>
3: except uh, that you like it more than Jay.
2: Except for I, <laughs> you do. win. It's funny, actually. Jay's <laughs> list is like creeping right behind mine. Yeah, oh, you, you guys are pretty yeah. in sync. We're, We're pretty yeah. right on the same page. We're pretty close. But yeah, The Dark Knight.
0: The only thing is, we disagree on is whether or not I should do. Doc Brown again.
2: Yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, but The Dark Knight is like a film that I felt like was, it, everything else about Batman up to that point, even Batman Begins, was comical. I mean, like, obviously the Adam West is like, obviously ridiculously comic uh, and campy. And then you look at, you know, the Tim Burton and Schumacher films and how comic book, even if they're like, darker, there's still comic booky. And you look at Jack Nicholson's Joker and how over the top it is. And then it, I just remember so many people saying like how can Heath Ledger top Jack Nicholson's Joker? And it was like a, a super long discussion for so many people. And now everyone would probably agree that Heath Ledger's Joker is the far superior Joker to anyone else's. And now people are talking about how can anyone beat Heath Ledger's Joker? It It is the most realistic Batman. It's the most realistic villain of a superhero film, uh, in my opinion. And I feel like, because because Batman doesn't have superpowers, and neither does the Joker, it is what chaos is and what order is and how those two things collide with each other. And I don't know if any other film can display it as well
1: as The Dark Knight does. Hmm. This is a good time for Jay to express his opinion of Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, best performance of any actor of, uh, of any
0: time. I See? love that performance. Yeah. That's, That's great. Great. I At one time I might agree. I mean, honestly. Do you get this? Yeah. I had this argument with these these guys online in a in a geek group that no longer exists, right? And people love this one guy cuz he was like a semi-famous author, and he said, I said Dark Knight is better than Batman Begins. And he's like, no, it isn't. It's narratively inferior. And like, and like all of his cronies just started shouting Please about... Please tell me
1: you responded with, you're narratively inferior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like shocked. I'm like, how in the world
0: do they think that Batman Begins, which is a great film, is better than The Dark Knight? There's no way it's better than The Dark Knight. But whatever.
2: The, dar- the Batman Begins only exists to set up The Dark Knight. Totally. And then The Dark Knight Rises was what happens when one of the best actors in Hollywood dies
0: exactly. and you
2: try and make up for it, exactly. which again, dark night rides is a great film, yeah. but it doesn't live up to the standard.
1: Totally agree. So Jay, talk about empire. I mean, your number two. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, sorry. Empire. It is empire. I don't know what I was trying to say. There. It is Empire. So if
0: you look at my list, you can see all of the different films that end in tragedy, and it's a lot of them. <laughs> uh, there's something really interesting to me about films that tackle ground that you do not expect them to go into. And this is what, those are the parts of The Last Jedi that I really like, right? Like, it's these parts where you're like, wow, I did not expect that. I feel like that's crazy town, and I don't know what to do about it. Um and The Empire Strikes Back is one of those films. And I think it gets better after you've actually s- completed the trilogy. So I'm kind of expecting The Last Jedi to get better after that trilogy is completed. Because I'll go, oh, I see where
1: they're going with it. I see what they're building, too. But, yeah, Empire Strikes Back is fantastic. Yeah. That's the one that, when I go back and watch the original trilogy films, mm-hmm. I almost feel like every time I watch A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, it gets nicked away at a little bit. Mm. And it starts to deteriorate a little bit, but Jedi gets a little bit better every time I watch it. I mean, Empire gets a little bit better every oh, time yeah, I watch yeah, yeah. it. There's too many words. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I don't think it's as good as The Last Jedi or The Force Awakens. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, my number two, I feel like this is my last chance to shock everybody, so I'll try. My number two is the newest film on my list. Infinity By War? far. No. A Quiet Place. Oh! That movie shocked the crap out of me. I thought it looked good. I love John Krasinski. I love Emily Blunt. And I was super excited to see it. But I was not prepared for how much I would actually love it and how important it would be to me. I've
0: heard it described as John Krasinski replaying his role from The Office with the monsters being Dwight. (laughs) <laughs> <That's> I'm like <laughs>
1: I'm Everyone like, is like what? I'm like you're either joking or you've been reading some stupid <laughs> blogs. <laughs> exactly. Same guy who said that, same guy who said that Batman Begins was better than Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. No, I think John Krasinski has a knack for telling stories that make you care about his characters mm. and stories that are about family. So I haven't seen his first film I don't even remember what it's called, but his second film is The Hollers,
4: mm.
1: which is kind of a small, quiet indie film about a family, the matriarch of which is dying of cancer. Mm. And it's just a beautiful picture of a family, and he's really good at telling stories about families. Yeah. And now you take that and put it in the context of all of this danger and all these aliens, and I just wasn't prepared for how much I would love it. I love it so much. I haven't seen it yet, Now I really want to. Yeah, I'm trying not to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it. But Have you guys seen it?
3: No, we haven't seen it, and what, obviously what you're saying is making me want to go right now and watch <laughs> it. <laughs> but I've also heard that it's one of those films that you should see in theaters to get the full effect.
1: I mean, we saw it in the theater that had amazing sound and actually had... It wasn't like full-blown... 4d but the seats did rumble Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so that definitely added to it um and sound is a very important element of it because it's this whole you would think that it's a quiet movie but Mm -hmm. it's actually a very noisy movie um i don't know if you can see it in theaters anymore you might have missed the boat on that but it comes out on dvd next month
3: oh i'm getting it and
1: (laughs) i i Love it so much. After you've seen it, we should talk about it again so I can tell you more about why. (laughs) That's awesome. So, the number two. Collective. Collective number two is The Dark Knight. Whoa. Yeah, we're all best friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And now is when we're starting to pull away, points-wise, because number three was at 52. The Dark Knight is at 67. Okay. It's a big jump. Yeah. So, let's go on to number ones. Angie, what do you have as your number one geek film of all time?
3: Okay, I think this one's going to surprise everyone. Oh, yeah, it is. Little Shop of Horrors.
1: I can see (laughs) that.
0: I think that if you know Angie, it's not super surprising. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, you might be like, what? (laughs) I've never heard anyone say that on the Story Geeks.
1: (laughs) I don't think we have. (laughs) No. But that is a very beloved movie.
3: Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, it's about... Seymour and he gets a plant it's a man-eating plant it's a, it's one of the Venus fly traps but it's actually an alien and it grows up and it needs to eat people to be able to survive and it's a musical <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: and it's fantastic
2: <laughs> awesome. it, like just describing it is ridiculous <laughs> yeah but like it is when you watch it you're like there's something fun about this and like it's everything that you love. I think about the '80s, like Rick Moranis, kind of at peak. Rick Moranis. Oh yeah. You know, like you've Steve got Martin. Steve Martin, yep. who's like just coming off of. of um,
3: He's an evil. So dentist. many great
2: films in the '80s. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you've got like this weird puppet, which is run by the Henson Studios. So then you've got Jim Henson at their peak, uh, and then some great music written by uh, the team that. After this, they went to Disney and they wrote all of the classic Renaissance films, all their music. So they went from Little Shop of Horrors to Little Mermaid, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, etc. Oh. Yeah. So and yeah, that was
3: Howard Ashman, or
2: yep, yeah, Howard, Howard Ashman was the lyricist and uh, Alan Menken. Alan Menken, oh. sorry guys, uh, Alan Menken was the was the musical director. Howard Ashman was the writer lyricist. And he brought, like, that Broadway style to Disney, which now defines Disney, yeah. you know, and, and what their style is. But all of that came from Little Shop of Horrors.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I've
1: never seen the whole thing all the way through. I've only seen bits and pieces. I'm pretty sure the last time I saw it, I was a kid, and I just had no idea what the <laughs> hell I was watching. Yeah. I was like,
4: Whoa. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it, so you, uh, how, if you were to count on your list, how many are cult classics? Because a ton of them are a ton cult of them classics, are. yeah. Uh,
3: it depends. I'd say like three or four.
2: Yeah, that's pretty. That's a lot. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. What's funny is Princess Bride, which I would consider a cult classic, yeah. isn't on her list, and it's the only cult classic in the top ten that we've had so far.
1: Mm. It's true. So, Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, the overall list doesn't have very many at
2: all. No. Uh, number one for me... Uh, Back to the future. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> giving Doc Brown those those lovey eyes.
3: Give me your Doc Brown impression. I yeah.
2: No, I can't. <laughs> I, I literally cannot. Um, <coughs> you just have to
3: be like the most anxious person who like, you know the future. Or like even if you don't know the future yet, like Doc Brown is just like, he's he's worked with all these inventions all the time. And like something has to work because he's almost at the end of his time here. Like just channel that. And it's, nope, <laughs> sorry.
1: Uh, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good pitch, but nope. <laughs> it's a
2: near perfect film. It is everything that you want from a film. It's action-y, it's comedy, it's drama. It has a plot that no other film has. Um, If you, you know, if you could go back in time and meet your parents at the same age you are, what would it be like? <laughs> and, The way that they use time travel and so to do that is point on fantastic. Uh, Robert Zemeckis did a a fantastic job at directing this film. The music is amazing. It's like one of the only John Williams, like non-John Williams scores that I absolutely love. And I really think if you didn't... The only thing that I don't like about the film is that Marty McFly gets a brand new car at the end of the film, <laughs> which very much fits the eighties. Yeah. Aesthetic. But He's a yuppie now. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, other than that, like it was a sweet truck though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a sweet that. truck and like his parents are like, you know, going to like the golf club. Uh, <laughs> you know, then, then it's just like all of a sudden you guys have a ton of money. Uh, but like the film in general just has a, uh, a feeling of understanding family and I'm like J typically where I love tragedies, but there's something about Back to the Future that just gives me hope and love and like a feeling of just fun. Uh, and I, it's one of those films that I can sit back and put on and watch and always smile through the whole thing.
4: Aww. Agree. Yeah.
0: I love that film. It's Fantastic. I had Raiders. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 a, not a spoiler alert. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time. Pretty Lord. well documented at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I actually feel like, uh, just to say something um, different than what you've heard me say before, I actually feel like Solo is the most Raiders-like Star Wars film. Um, now, Star, now, Solo has its own issues. I'm not saying it's perfect. And it was made by three different directors, two of whom were partnering together, obviously. Um, but... It's just that kind of good-natured film that has more beneath the surface. The, the lead character, w- one of the things I, I, I do recognize is that not a lot of my films, the lead characters don't necessarily go through some deep journey. Um, there's not like some big character arc they're mm. going through, but um, they're still like super fun or super tragic either mm. way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Well, okay. I like the first one. Cause I feel like that sort of fits that mold of a character that never really grows or changes, but they're just like adventure Jack Sparrow. movies. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm.
0: Here, here's the, here's the problem. Here's the difference between Jack Sparrow and like Sherlock Holmes or Indiana Jones is that those characters are all encountering something that they've never encountered before in a really weird way that pushes the story forward and like their reaction to it. Jack Sparrow fits into that category but he's usually the weirdest thing
3: Yeah, he's one of the weirdest things
0: in the film so it's like kind of like one of those things where it's not quite as interesting because Indiana Jones is the normal guy I mean normal guy obviously like he's cool yeah. but like he's like he has a day job at university and he goes off and does these adventures and then he encounters way more than he bargained for but Jack Sparrow is not normal at all he's like he's like the he, you expect him to encounter all of these things so it's not as yeah. interesting to put him in those scenarios
2: yeah. I would always say that Jack Sparrow was never meant to be the main character, though. No, he's not. And But they forced him into all the other films <laughs> as the main character. Yeah, yes, that's true. And that became the problem.
0: Yeah, because people... I think what happens is, you know, for some of these roles, people are like, that person's great in that role. That's We should kind of turn them into the lead character. And it's like, actually, he was never meant to be that. He's better as a side character.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, we talked about that on Goldblumming, right? Like yeah. Jeff Goldblum is fantastic as a guy who has... 20 lines in a film and can be weird eccentric jeff goldblum yes but when he has to lead the film it's much more
1: difficult because that's not who we buy into is jeff goldblum exactly yeah. speaking of jeff goldblum i was watching the lost world yesterday oh, yeah. and i forgot how much i love the beginning of that movie when he's learning from john hammond like everything that's going on yeah just the way that he acts that scene out like John Hammond's like, I'm not making the same mistakes I made before. He's like, no, you're making all new ones. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. Okay, my number one, again, also not a shocker, it's The Dark Knight. Yeah. I've made that pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Now, how much better is The Dark Knight than A Quiet Place? Ah, that's an interesting question. They're so different. Hmm. Um, I I would say... Parts, some aspects of a quiet place, yeah, actually probably resonate stronger with me than the Dark Knight does.
0: So let's say that let's say that um, your kids turn eighteen, and you can only show them one of those the films. The Dark Knight. Okay.
1: <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it won't be the. They'll see it way before they're 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, no, I know. They've already seen it. Yeah. Like,
2: I don't understand it,
0: Dad. No, They haven't no. seen it
1: yet. You will.
2: It's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all around us all the time. <laughs> exactly. I like that guy in the nurse costume. Right. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is the wrong guy. Right. Next week, we're watching The Purge.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then The Shining. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I did show my five-year-old for the first time... Um, we didn't plan this, but we were at the mall and we went by, there's a new Build-A-Bear shop in the mm-hmm. mall near us. And and so he saw a Black Panther Build-A-Bear Oh, and was super excited about it. And we must have been feeling generous. So we're like, okay. So we went in and bought it for him. And then we went home and I let him watch Black Panther. It was like his best day ever. Really? Oh, yeah. He loved it? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. He's running around the house going, Wakanda forever. <laughs> he just loves He's it playing Kendrick Lamar in Yeah, his room. Like, "Love, well, up, Dad? He's playing some Kendrick over here. You've
0: yeah.
2: just created a 14-year-old teenager. <laughs> yes. And you didn't even know it. Yeah, exactly. But he'd be perfect for driving us around. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Short round. Bring the
1: car around.
0: That's right.
1: Rolls up playing Kendrick. All right. That's the nice thing about having kids. I do have a child sidekick.
4: <laughs> I have two of them.
1: <laughs> Super true. Yeah. Although, oftentimes, I feel like the sidekick. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, overall, by a lot, the number one film, according to the Story Geeks, with 111 points... Whoa! ...is The Empire Strikes Back. Yes! yes. That, Which makes me feel really good, and I think should make you feel really good, because the the logo for the story geeks yeah is the original logo i know we brought gandalf into it later but yeah, the yeah, original yeah. logo was batman yeah and a rebel pilot that's right it's batman and star wars that's right and the top two films according to the story geeks are, are batman, batman and, and, star and star wars, wars.
2: yeah it's true no and in fact none of us touched lord of the any rings that's crazy Tolkien. right
1: They did. Um, Actually, according to them, Lord of the Rings is at number... The Fellowship of the Ring would come in at number 12. Really? So it almost got up there. More than Return of the King. Yeah. They were all three on the list. Uh, Two Towers. Looks like it would have come in at 13. And Return of the King would have come in at 15. Mm. So they're all right there. So they almost made it. That's crazy. Yep.
0: Any last thoughts on any of the top ten? Angie definitely has the most unique top ten. Josh yeah, I feel like
2: I could rewrite mine to have some more unique things. I feel like I. You feel like left you missed out. out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We yeah. did. We none of us included money Disney films. I had one. Yeah, you did have one. I had yeah. Moana. Yeah, that's right. Hmm.
2: Angie had Wall-E. Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. Pixar.
2: I still feel like Disney, like the Disney movies that I love, are geeky enough.
1: Dis- yeah, Disney uh, yeah. movies are. I would really say nearly every Disney movie is a geek movie.
2: And well, I got to rewrite my whole you list. Probably do, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The Ducktales movie number one. We'll to that do. might be we'll other amendment. <laughs> yeah.
3: Disney movies don't actually tend to be my favorite movies, honestly. Really? Yeah. As much as I love Disney, Disney movies wouldn't wouldn't be my top. necessarily. I couldn't
0: do it either because my love of Disney primarily especially growing up in southern california is all parks related Mm -hmm. so i love the characters and stuff like that but mostly because like i I like the attractions more than i like the characters sure because i'm just a well the
2: characters then influence your likeness of those films
0: yeah yeah so it's interesting
2: but what's the best ride at disneyland
0: Best ride at Disneyland is Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question.
2: And I love Hyperspace
0: Mountain, too. Hyperspace yeah. Star Mountain is fantastic, yeah. It's true. Although I get sick on uh, <laughs> on uh, Star Tours.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I That's get
0: harsh. Off. I get off
2: and I'm like, I'm just sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> but you still
0: do it because of Star Wars. I still do it, yeah. Like, That's oh, yeah, dedication. we just released like a solo. We, we released a new solo segment. I'm like, no. Nah. Okay, Well, I'm going to sweat uh, this one out yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take some pills before I jump in this
0: That's exactly right uh, Alright, well that's it for today's show Special thanks to Josh and Angie for joining us today Be sure and check them out on Network 1901 um, And don't forget To also check out ModernMouseBoutique.com Use special promo code StoryGeeks, all one word, StoryGeeks For 10% off, it Should be great Stay tuned for our upcoming topics. We have, as Daryl mentioned, we have Jurassic World Make It Better, which was super fun. We have Anthony Holder was a guest on that one from the Story Cauldron. And don't forget to subscribe
1: because you don't want to miss out on all the other content we have coming up. That's right. And be sure to connect with us in the Story Geeks Facebook group. One of my favorite things about being a part of the Story Geeks, and I feel like on our 100th episode is a good time to talk about this, is the community that we've built. And a lot of it has been built through that Facebook group. So, and I'm, I'm really glad, Josh and Andy, that you guys are here for our 100th episode. Because you guys are a huge part of this community that we've sort of developed over the years and all these new friends that we've met. So, it's really exciting. So, if you guys want to be a part of that, check us out at the, at the Facebook group. Um, and let us know your thoughts on this show and give us some ideas for other shows. Uh, the link to the Facebook group, along with everything else you need, is in the show notes.
0: If you enjoyed today's show or any of the Story Geeks podcasts, please share our show with a geek friend. To so Check out all of our other content.
1: Head on over to our blog at storygeeks.com. Thanks for listening. That's right. And really quickly, before we close out, Josh and Angie, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for and having us. Just let everybody know really fast where they can find you guys one more time. ModernMouseBoutique.com
2: and Network1901.com.
1: There it is. Do your closings. Keep
2: on moving people.
3: Hurry back.
1: And as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories. And always seek the truth.